Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always, and welcome to the podcast. So today's podcast came from a listener who asked me to give a little bit of clarity to cabinets, cutout boxes, and meter socket enclosures, and the application of those enclosures that are specific to Article 312 in a damp and wet location. Uh, and in their case, the question was revolving around a non-metallic enclosure. Okay, So I'll kind of give some guidance here. And so we'll try to keep this one as short as we can uh, and uh, get straight to the point. So really the question was, in a damp or wet location, when we have a cabinet cutout box and meter socket enclosures as it pertains to Article 312, Okay, uh, and when we're dealing with, with those applications, they want to know, look, if I surface mount it onto a surface, do I have to maintain any airspace behind it? And so that's kind of the, the, the details that the, the actual person who submitted the, the question was trying to get to. So let's go on and look at the requirement, and then I'll cover some other information that I feel is important because we do need to differentiate between what's mentioned in Article 312 versus how we talk about boxes uh, that are used in Article 314 because there's a slight difference in, in these approaches. Okay, And then I'll kind of give you where the, the argument came and it kind of illustrates the difference in the two. All right, so first things first, we're in Article 312. It deals with cabinets, cutout boxes, and meter socket enclosures. Now we have to kind of understand the scope 
of what we're dealing with. So we'll look at the scope here. The scope is, and that's 312.1, it says this article covers the installation and construction specification of cabinets, cutout boxes, and meter sockets enclosures. Okay. All right. So that's the general rule we're dealing with with that. Uh, it says it does not apply to equipment operating at over 1,000 volts except as specifically referenced elsewhere in the code. Okay, so we understand we're dealing with cabinets, cutout boxes, and meter socket enclosures. Now, the one that we're dealing with is 312.2. And in our example today, we're going to use a meter socket enclosure. Okay, so it's outside, very typical application. Uh, and typically you get these meter socket enclosures from the utility. They'll provide them. Of course, you can buy them. Uh, because sometimes you'll need what's called a tenant side one, which is a little different. The grounded conductor is not bonded directly to the enclosure like you would on the uh, utility type. Uh, but anyway, I digress. So you get these meter socket enclosures. And I just want to use that one as an example. And we'll read it in, uh, because that's what was in his question. Um, it says 312.2, damp and wet locations. It says in damp or wet locations, surface type enclosures within the scope of this article, and again, we're dealing with cabinets, cutout boxes, and meter socket enclosures, okay, within the scope of this article, shall be placed or equipped so as to prevent moisture or water from entering and accumulating within the cabinet or cutout box, okay? So we have to install it in a way, now granted, if this is a box that's has a listing on it, like a NEMA 3R or some type of listing of 4X or whatever it would be, then, and you get a whole list of those in 110.28 in case you're not familiar with the different types of uh, NEMA enclosure ratings. Also, you can get the NEMA document out there called the NEMA Enclosure 250 document, which gives you some great information on how each one of these NEMA ratings are achieved by the manufacturers who would like to put that NEMA rating on their enclosure uh, or their cutout boxes. Um, so you have to install it so that one, it can prevent moisture or water from entering and accumulating within the cabinet or cutout boxes, okay? Uh, and so typically these boxes are also equipped with weep holes, so if moisture does get in, it has a way to get out. It can't accumulate, okay, inside of it, all right? So those typically are those enclosures that are rated for that type of environment. Um, and then it also goes on to say when you're mounting it, so shall be mounted so there's at least one quarter of an inch an airspace between the enclosure and the wall or other surrounding surface. All right. Now, there is an exception to that rule. I might as well jump to the bottom of that one. The exception deals with that, says that if it's a non-metallic enclosure and the non-metallic enclosure is permitted, shall be permitted to be installed without the airspace on a concrete masonry, tile, or similar surface. Obviously, these are non-porous surfaces. And you're allowed to install the non-metallic box on there without any separation. Okay, no airspace is necessary. Uh, so, but if it's a metal enclosure and you're installing it, then obviously you're going to have to have this quarter-inch airspace. Now, it also goes on to say enclosures installed in wet locations shall be weatherproof. And, of course, we go back and read the definition of weatherproof to get a better understanding of its application. So if you go to Article 100, it's towards the end of Article 100, you'll see that the term weatherproof says constructed or protected so that the exposure to the weather will not interfere with successful operation. Okay. Of course, you have an informational note, which is just good information. 
And this reminds us, it says, oh, by the way, rainproof, rain tight, or watertight equipment can fulfill the requirements for weatherproofing, where various weather conditions other than wetness, such as snow, ice, uh, dust, or temperature extremes, are not a factor. Okay, so if it's not an issue where it's snow, ice, dust, uh, or it has to be dust tight or whatnot, or, or extreme temperatures, then you can achieve the weatherproofness that's being required by this article uh, or this specific section. You can achieve that by it also being rainproof, rain tight, or watertight. Unless you're encountering the snow, the ice, or dust, or whatever, that could adversely affect the operation of the enclosure. Maybe it's a cutout box and it has a switch on it or a knife switch or something that, that you have to make sure that you pick an enclosure or cutout box that's rated to operate even under that condition of ice or, or sleet or whatnot. Uh, whereas a normal rain-tight, rain-proof, or watertight, yeah, it might meet waterproof under normal situations, but not when it's a condition of snow, ice, dust, or a temperature extreme, then that's a little different. Then you're going to look for an enclosure that operates under the weatherproof condition that's actually able to operate under those specific conditions of use. Okay, But that was just kind of an informational note to kind of give you the, the scope of it. So when we're talking about something that is weatherproof, it can't, wherever it's located in the wet location, if it is a wet location and it's subject to things like ice or subject to sleet or snow, that it's still, one has to be weatherproof, which means it also still has to maintain its operability. I guess that's what, operatability, opera, whatever it is. You got to be able to work the daggone thing. So that's something that has to be maintained. Okay, so you're looking for specific enclosures, uh, specific cabinets that actually will allow that to take place. Okay, now, lastly, is I guess the line that most people get confused about. It also goes on to say that for enclosures in wet locations, it says raceways or cable entries above the level of uninsulated live parts shall use fittings listed for wet location. Okay, so when I think about above uninsulated live parts, although any of the parts, whether insulated or not, live parts inside the enclosure, it specifically calls out the uninsulated portion. Well, if it's a panel, it's going to be bus bar or the knife switches. All those things that have power on them are going to be uninsulated live parts. Okay, so if I come into the top of the enclosure, let's say we're just talking meter socket enclosure. If I come into the top, obviously I'm above live parts. Okay, if I come into the side, theoretically, if it's across the level, and when we say level, we draw a dotted line across the point horizontally at the entry of that raceway or cable assembly, then all of that across there of that enclosure to me constitutes the level of uninsulated live parts. Um, the only way in my way of thinking that I get out of this rule is if I'm coming into the bottom. If I'm coming into the bottom or even into the side of the portion at the bottom that is truly below the live parts, in other words, that, that horizontal line of live parts to the point where I come into the box, and you can beg to differ of your interpretation, but again, prove me otherwise. If I'm coming in, then the scenario is if I'm below these live parts, then I don't have to have a fitting that's listed for wet location. If I come in above those live parts, even if I'm coming horizontally in and you draw that imaginary line across, then I'm theoretically coming in above uninsulated live parts. Then I have to have a fitting that's rated for a wet location. Now, let's give this a little discussion. 
Many people say that this comes into example where I have a meter socket on the side of a building and I'm coming in with SEU cable style U, which is the two conductors and helical grounded wrap. And that's coming in from an overhead and it's coming to a weatherhead and it's coming down the side of a residential property. It's coming down and it's going into the top of the meter and socket enclosure. Okay, so if I come into the top, obviously I'm coming into above uninsulated live parts. Okay, all right, so if that's the case, then I'm going to have to have the fitting that is listed for wet location. And they're available by almost every Thomas and Betts, Bridgeport, all of them make these type of fittings for that. And they basically have a, a, a rubber grommet inside or neoprene or whatever you want to call it. And as you compress it, it, it compresses tightly against the sheathing and it makes a seal. Uh, and then, of course, moisture can't get in at that point or, or wet, can't, you know, any type of liquids can't get in or whatnot. So let's say rated for the wet location application. Now, brings us to the bottom of that meter enclosure. Now, coming out of the bottom or even coming out of the back near the bottom that is below live parts, a standard dry location type of fitting can be used uh, in order to be able to transition into the SER, I mean, excuse me, the SEU and continue into the actual panel. And that's perfectly acceptable. Now, a lot of people read that and say, well, wait a minute, that's a dry location only. How can you use that coming out of the bottom in a wet location? Well, because basically it says right here in 312, and don't confuse 312, okay? Don't get 312 confused with 314.15, okay? Totally different. That's dealing with outlets, devices, pull and junction boxes, conduit bodies, fittings, and handled enclosures. We are talking about cabinets, cutout boxes, and meter socket enclosures. That's what we're dealing with. This is 312. This is not 314. Okay, understand the scope of which one you're dealing with. Under here, it gives me direct permission to say that I don't have to use a fitting that's rated for a wet location. Now, they're, po they're both probably die-cast metal anyway, but, I mean, and there's other options, but I don't have to have the enhanced protection due to a wet location when I'm below the uninsulated live parts, okay? When I'm above the level of uninsulated live parts, then it's different. I have to have a fitting that is rated for a wet location. Now, that is like the meter socket, outside cutout boxes, meter disconnects, and what have you. Um, 312, again, is going to require that quarter-inch spacing, unless, of course, it's a non-metallic enclosure. All right, so with that said, it would be hard-pressed for me not to explain 314.15, remembering that that is under Article 314. Again, dealing with outlets, devices, pull and junction boxes, and it's dealing with conduit bodies, fittings, and handhold enclosures, okay? Two different things, not the same as 312. If they meant the same, then they wouldn't have two separate articles. Now, under 314.15, it says, for the damp and wet locations, it says, in a damp or wet location, boxes, conduit bodies, outlet box hoods, and fittings, shall be placed or equipped so as to prevent moisture from entering or accumulating within the box, conduit body, or fitting. It says, and then a period, and it says boxes, conduit bodies, outlet box hoods, and fittings installed in wet locations shall be listed for use in wet locations. Point blank. Okay? All right? Point blank. Now, it goes on more information, but we're going to stop right there because that's kind of where we draw the line between the two. So if we're dealing with the 314 requirement, 
then in wet locations, then all of your fittings have to be rated for the wet location. However, under Article 312, it clearly tells me in 312.2, in the last paragraph, that says raceway or cables entering above the level of uninsulated live parts shall use fittings listed for wet location. But it makes no reference to those below those live parts. So then they could be simple old dry location fittings. Now, people will argue that and say, well, all wet locations require all fittings to be listed for wet location. You know what? You could argue that to your blue in the face. It's very clear in 314.15 that that's the case. It is not clear in 312.2 when the location is below the level of uninsulated live parts. Now, when you're above it, it is very clear. When you're below it, it's pretty clear to me that it does not have to have a fitting that's listed for a wet location. So what other listing would it be? Dry location. Okay, so at the end of the day, that's how I see it. Remembering that you also have all these rules you got to be aware of, but you really need to understand the scope of 312 versus the scope of 314 in order to really understand this. And this all really started with the question of when I entered into an enclosure and let's say I went into the meter and then I come down to the bottom and then I'm going straight out of the back of that uh, meter. Um, that little gap that's between the uh, surface because they usually have standoffs. So they said that little gap into that quarter of an inch and some people argue that once it leaves then that fitting needs to be a wet location fitting. And the reality is if it's below uninsulated uh, live parts that is not the case. It does not have to be rated for a wet location. Okay, which is typical of why we see standard uh, SEU type of connectors or fittings being used on the load side of the meter socket enclosure. Okay, because of the rules in 312.2 that state that very clearly. All right, well, that was just a quick one. You can agree to disagree with that. I don't really care. That's what the code says, and that's what we're going to follow. Um, the, if you don't agree with it, then we eagerly await your public input or your public comment to change the code. Otherwise, Again, remember they're to be arranged to drain. They're not allowed to accumulate moisture. So usually they got weep holes in the bottom of them anyway. So there is openings in the bottom. So really does it matter? The SE cable is designed for use in a wet location above ground. So at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. Doesn't hurt anything. Okay. So um, if it's a knockout there, then that knockout is designed for me to use it. There are other people out there that say, look, if it's a NEMA 3R and you start knocking it out, uh, then you're going to defeat the 3R rating. Um, I don't agree with that when it comes to the rules of 312.2. Uh, and as long as I'm below the uninsulated live parts, then I'm not required to use a fitting that's rated for wet location. Uh, if you disagree with that, then you need to get it changed. Okay. Anyway, that's our quick episode for today. Trying to teach you a little bit about it. Hopefully that I answered the question to the gentleman that did submit to me. Um, and if you have any other questions, please feel free to email me at info, it's I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com. More than happy to answer your questions, do podcasts or videos. I do have a backlog, so I'm trying to catch up with all the questions that people submit to me. Uh, and so just want to make sure that, that I actually uh, you know, answer all of the, of the questions that are associated with my listeners out there. So anyway, to the end, uh, if you got any other questions, please, please, please feel free to email. Thanks again. Until next time, stay safe.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.